What is up, everybody? How's it going? And welcome to another week of the Last Cycle Heart Podcast Weekly Devotional. And today I'm going to be talking about temptation. It's, it affects me every day. Oh man, it's such a big, big topic. Because what is the first thing? Like when you think of temptation, what's the first thing that you think of? You know, what, what's your mind go to? Because for me, it immediately goes into sexual things. You know, lust, sexual immorality, that kind of stuff. But temptation is not always that. It doesn't always have to be that stuff. Uh, it could be anything. Like when you look at the definition of temptation, it is the desire to do something, especially something wrong or unwise. I mean, it could, be, it could be anything. Anything that is wrong or unwise, and you have the desire to do it. And it's just that constant battle between you really wanting to do it, but you know deep down, you know that you should not be doing it. It's just like a tug-of-war battle, and oh, who's going to win this time? Is it going to be temptation, or you know, are you going to capitalize on it, or whatever and it's just such a big thing and the easiest times to get tempted especially for me is when I'm at my low points my lowest points my anytime that I've been at the lowest points in my life temptation is easily you can just creep in and I and I fall for it it's because you know it's when I'm dwelling in the bad and that's what I'm telling you it's just dwell in the good and I know it's so easy so much easier said than done because you know it's it was even hard for me to dwell in the good things when everything around me felt like it was just so bad, you know, uh, you know, you could be simply struggling with something right now, or you you have been struggling with something, or you were struggling with something, but and then to find in those moments dwelling on the good things, it is very tough to do. And even when things are going good, you don't really think about them or dwell on dwell on them. And when it comes to temptation, dwelling in the good has helped me so much and it just helps because when like for example I sold my vehicle and now I'm biking everywhere I have been able to you know that has helped me dwell on the good because I'm outside I'm like oh you know look at the trees look at the nature look at the sky and I'm just like wow I look at like all these things that God's made and I'm like thinking about man all those little problems and all those little things that I had he is so much bigger than those. So it's like, it's just taking little things or taking things and just going, oh, you know, thanking God for something that he's done for you or the, the blessings that he's given you, you know, dwelling in those good things. And then temptation, it's not as easy to creep in. I'm not saying that you're not going to be tempted, but <laughs> dwelling in the bad is definitely going to be, make you way more susceptible to temptation than dwelling in the good. So, I mean, that's one big thing that uh, my college minister and I has dusted off uh, and that he's explained to me to start dwelling in the good, and it has helped me so, so much when it comes to temptation. But uh, what does the Bible say about temptation? Well, that's when I want, if you, if you uh, of course, uh, I'm going to say what I said uh, last week during the devotional, if you're in your car, probably, probably wouldn't do it, probably shouldn't do it. But if you're not and you are listening, uh, turn on over to Matthew 4, Matthew chapter 4. And uh, I am, I'm not going to read the whole chapter, 
I'm just gonna be reading the first 11 verses. If you um, if you're with me, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna be reading the first 11. So it's not gonna be anything big. But this is where Jesus was in the desert, uh, and he was being tempted by Satan. That is huge, huge, because it's like you know, I, I love this a lot because it has taught me so much about temptation. Uh, and about how to combat it, but not only how to combat it, but also how Satan twists things to make you fall into temptation when you shouldn't be. Like when you're dwelling in the bad, oh, Satan's going to come in there and creep in. He's going to start twisting things like, oh, you're lonely? Oh, well, this is why you are. Oh, focused on being lonely. Oh, you're going to be lonely forever, yada, yada, yada. And I'm just using loneliness as an example. And then he's going to, and this going to wind into tempting you to other things like lusting and all and just dwindling down and just, it's just the domino effect. So I really love this story because it sums up because Jesus is, you know, us today. And, you know, it's just Satan just doing the same things. I mean, not the same exactly, but he is doing the same things as he was with Jesus as he's doing us with today, just twisting things. And uh, I just love how Jesus just goes in and, you know, just flips everything right back onto him. And, and, and I'm just going to read it and we'll go from there. So then Jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness and he uh, wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Then the tempter approached him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. But he answered, it is written, man must not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Now, focus on every, what, what Jesus does every time, because it is so, so dope to me. It, it is so dope of what he does every time that Satan, like, literally comes at him. He always has something to combat at him with. Uh, then the devil uh, took him to the holy city had him stand on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will give his angels orders concerning you, and they will support you with their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Hold up. <laughs> so he is now, you know, trying to twist words around and use it against Jesus. And, you know, I just love, like, literally, Jesus just simply puts it, but, like, you know, that's what Satan does to us. He just twists things, and he just puts it at a little bit of a different way. That's what he did to Adam and Eve. That's what he does every day to just uh, puts it in there, just you know, puts a little bit of a twist on it, and makes tries to get us to fall into that temptation. And then you just see Jesus, you know, rebuttaling back to them. It is also written, "Do not test the Lord your God." And you're like, wow, you know, he's just Jesus. Like you think. You think Satan's got something, all of a sudden Jesus just comes right back. And you also have to think about that Jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and he was starving. <laughs> like, that's insane. I can't, I mean, I, I don't know. So the, it, is, it is inspiring and just, you know, I'm just in awe of the fact of, like, just imagining what Jesus is going through in this moment. Uh, also just being hungry, because, I mean... I, Y'all been hungry before, hangry, all that stuff, and you just you can't even think. So just imagine just what he's going through, but yet he's still having rebuttal and he's still uh, combating Satan. Uh, now we're going on to verse eight again. The devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world 
and there's Splendor. Splendor, my bad. <laughs> and he said to him, I will give you all these things if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus told him, Go away, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him, and immediately angels came and began to serve him. Wow. That, that is amazing. That is amazing. That is like, I love that story uh, of temptation and Jesus combating temptation because that is, the, that is very important um, to me in the aspect of what, um, of, of like, you know, and I know it, it's kind of like, you know, just imagine if like, I like putting myself in situations because it helps me understand things more. So like, let's say, let's say, let's put myself an example of me just being tempted by Satan and I, I'm starving and I'm hungry and Satan's just like tempting me with, you know, thanks of my desires or, you know, he looks, I can look at the whole city of New York and he said he could, it could be all yours and stuff like that. It's just, I don't know, it's just insane of all the stuff that Satan was just tempting him with and Jesus still was like, you know, just, th- just roasting him <laughs> basically going right back at him with it but the important part is is he was using verses he was using the word of god to combat temptation and that is the very that's the very big thing that i want to get out of this devotional is how to combat that temptation and not just you know um and and have a proper way of have a proper way of combating it because I asked that question to uh, my college minister. I'm like, hey, dude, I I don't know how to really combat this. And he just looked at me and he goes, the the word. And I'm like, well, yeah. Well, I mean, that should have been a no brainer, but <laughs> which it is a no brainer. But it's like, how? And then I started. Then he started, you know, giving me verses to memorize, and I started using memory verses, and then. I look at this, this story, and I'm like, he's using verses to combat it, and it's just a, that's a very big thing. Is is when temptation does arise to have to be equipped for that tem- temptation, and whether that is memorizing verses, which is a very good one, or immediately go into prayer, or whatever it may be, but just getting into the word, getting into the word itself. As soon as you're being tempted, it is going to help you immensely, and that's why I want to uh, go to this verse because this is the verse that my uh, college minister gave me to memorize. Uh, it's First First Corinthians ten thirteen, if I can say it correctly. So if you go to First Corinthians ten thirteen, it is a amazing verse, an amazing verse to memorize. Uh, it is no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to humanity. God is faithful, and He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the tempta- but with the temptation, He will provide a way of escape so that you are able to bear it. That that verse right there is amazing because it's you know it it covers temptation number one, but in the way that to let you know that God is not going to tempt you beyond what you are able he is not (laughs) that verse let me know like when i first read that verse i was like holy cow like just just see god's love in the midst of like because when i'm really tempted with something i'm like man 
it just seems like that. I just it, like sometimes it feels like that you are not able to do which you aren't. You aren't able to do it on your own. The only true way to be able to combat temptation is is God is going to God and doing so. But the thing is though is He's not going to tempt you be able uh, beyond what you are able. <laughs> and it's just amazing to think about. But also, when you are tempted, he will provide a way of escape so that you are able to bear it. A way of escape. That's amazing. So he not only won't, he will only tempt you from what, to what you are able, but also, in that temptation, provide a way of escape. And now, memorizing that verse... Anytime that I'm tempted, I love what I would, I mean, 1 Corinthians 10, 13 pops in my head. I'm like, boom, right there. And then I immediately, you know, get right into prayer or get right into the word. And it is, it has helped so much, so much. So I encourage 1 Corinthians 10, 13. I encourage memorizing that because it sums up everything of temptation and using and using the word of god in memory verses is one of the best ways if not like at least the best way for me to be able to combat temptation and go back against it but even even when you do fall to temptation which is going to happen uh the another thing that i have learned is is when you fall to that desire it is very easy to start dwelling in that bad again and dwelling in that negativity and in that guilt and just going oh i'm not good enough or oh whatever of course you're not good enough that's why jesus had to come down and die on the cross for all of our sins because of course we're not good enough but the thing is, though, is that's what Satan wants us to do. He wants us to be tempted. He wants us to fall into that temptation. Then he wants us to focus on those negative things, which just puts us further from God. And a very important thing that I also want you to take away is, is when you do fall for that temptation, don't, don't accept that as a defeat. You know, take, take that and go immediately into prayer again, you know. Go into repentance. Go into immediately go to prayer. Go to God with it because it's so easy. And I catch myself doing this all the time when I fall and stumble. I don't immediately go to God. I kind of like you know just curl up my own little ball and try to soak in my own, soak in my own guilt and soak in my own shame and whatnot. And it gets me absolutely nowhere. So today, this week, how are you gonna tackle temptation? Uh, or temptation in the future, you know, whether it's a Bible verse, whether it's praying, whether it's getting in the word, I encourage all three. Either way, the only true cure for temptation, temptation is going to God with it, is immediately going to God with it. And, and he's the way out of that temptation. And is he is the only one in true way. So, First Corinthians ten thirteen. I encourage you to memorize that. But thank you for watching another week of the Last Like a Heart podcast weekly devotional. I'll be seeing y'all next week.